Hey everybody, welcome to The Carol Connection. I am your host, Jared Carroll, here to bring you guys another great episode. I did want to take a chance to shout out last week's episode, episode 113 with Miles Askeles. came on the podcast, he's a music producer. So we talked about how he got into that career, we talked about him living in LA for a little bit, the differences between LA and then living in New England, kind of the comparisons, traveling, experiencing new places. Great episode, check it out, thecarolconnection.simplecast.com. Also available Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the major listening platforms. If you like to watch your podcast, check it out at YouTube. Just search Carol Connection. Should come right up. So definitely worth checking out. I, I I do all these videos. I hope you guys would actually check it out and like watch them. But it's cool if you don't. I get it. I understand. Hopefully, um, hopefully right. So for this week, bringing in another great guest for episode one fourteen, Danny Andrews. How's it going? Good to have you out here, and glad I'm glad be. that you want to be a part of this podcast. I've been seeing you've been doing some great things and Twitch and stuff like that, and you know we'll dive into that a little bit later in the podcast. Um, just a little quick, just kind of who you are and what you're doing currently, so everyone can kind of get a feel for that. Well, I'm Danny Andrews. Um, if you don't know me, I do quite a lot of stuff. Um, I'm working on getting back into my sales job. I'm working for DPW now, but uh, you know, I've done plenty throughout life i was in the military for a little bit i uh you know i'm a certified aquarist so i can do fish tanks and stuff like that i've had lizards my whole life i've done plenty of sports every sport you could imagine i could do a little bit of everything we got a journeyman here got everything this is gonna be a great <laughs> right? podcast guys so um and we'll like i mentioned also does twitch streaming as well and that's something that you've been really pushing lately and i yeah. love people in the content space and anyone that i see doing content like of that nature, I always want to get them on the podcast, get you some get you some eyes on your stuff. So hopefully we can get some viewers onto your stuff. Definitely appreciate it. Um, how I like to start the podcast is usually family dynamic, like I mentioned off podcast. So I'll let you take the floor with that kind of whatever you're comfortable with sharing and I'll let you go with that. Well, uh, it's, you know, I have my parents, they're still together, which in this day and age is pretty surprising. Um, even them themselves is pretty surprising, <laughs> but, uh, it's them. And then, uh, my two brothers. So it's been the, the five of us, you know, for 31 years now. Well, I guess it'd be 23 cause of my brother, but regardless, <laughs> I've been there, the more important part, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's been, uh, you know, I grew up in Seekonk pretty much my whole life. I was in and out, you know, I lived in Pawtucket for a little bit, but still, you know, was around Seekonk regardless. Um, now I live in Swansea, so it's a little different, but lived with my parents, you know, for quite some time and, you know, thrown parties there and had a great, you know, had a great time at my, you know, at my parents' house for the time being. Yeah. And I think I always like to start with this and I always like to explain to for any new listeners too why I start with family dynamic is we're, we're telling kind of like your life story and we're going, trying to go from Best I can. Sometimes I bounce around all over the place as a podcast, people. Give me some slack. Yeah, that's how but it goes. we try to go from the beginning and we work our way through. And I think talking about family really establishes kind of like the foundational pieces of like the conversation. So people kind of like get a feel from where you're coming from. And like you did mention, um, most parents don't stay together in this time. And I've noticed that a lot when doing the podcast and like, I'm not like some type of psychologist or anything, but like, I was like, get super like analytical about like looking into like how people are raised, where they come from. Are their parents together? Are they from a single parent home? Like are their grandparents raising them? Like what's their dynamic like? Because a lot of what we go through later in life stems from that childhood. For sure. So it's, I always find it super valuable to kind of like dig a little bit and like, to see how, how the structure is. Cause I do believe that's important, especially knowing that you had siblings too. Like true. That's usually like our, like your first friend. Yeah. So I think that's super important to like, to like talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Same way. My brother was like literally all the time, just button heads, like fighting. So it's like, I think it's always important to talk about this. And as we kind of transition to, into like sports and like, cause you know, you mentioned playing some sports, whether it's just playing pickup. Like I know, Playing some football Sunday, so you guys won't hear this till Monday. So sorry, but like, um, we'll talk about it then. <laughs> <laughs> but like, being able to make friends through different activities and stuff like that, I'll kind of let you take the floor and talk about some maybe the hobbies that you did and like 
kind of growing up and like your experience growing up? Yeah, well, uh, I mean, I got into a lot of trouble when I was a kid, not like, you know, police trouble, but like with my parents type of trouble. So I was grounded quite a bit. I played a lot of video games because I just was home. I'm always, I was always stuck at home for the most part, but uh, eventually, you know, I did play soccer. I played basketball. I played, uh, I didn't get to play football. I had too many concussions before I even got the chance. But anyways, um, you know, I, I played a bunch of sports, you know, met people through, you know, sports and whatnot. But then when I was 15, I started working. So I kind of stopped really doing any organized sports and then just whatever came about at that point, you know, was going, but I was about money. So that's pretty much it. I needed to get my money as soon as I could and just kept going with that. Yeah. I mean, it comes to that point too, especially start hitting your teenage years. Like you got to make money. Like, I mean, especially you want to start driving your car and have all these, like you want to have a phone bill and like all these different expenses that start coming up in life. And I think it is super important to, to get a job, especially early, it, it teaches you a lot of cool, valuable lessons too. Like you, I remember doing such odd jobs like early on. Like I caddied for a little bit. Fucking hated. That. I'm not a golf person. <laughs> yeah. Like I just like I hated yeah, dealing with old, rich white men and like. But it's money. Yeah, it was money. And then I worked at a movie theater for a little bit. I actually kind of liked that job. Looking back in hindsight, like oh yeah, like because I job. mean, like f- few hours out of the day, like because obviously all the movies going at one time, one period. So then you have the like maybe one to two hours where there's nothing happening and like you can kind of peep into the movies, get to see all the movies. And then as soon as the now being, everyone gets out, you got to clean all the theaters. But like, it was a pretty decent job. Like it was a cool, and like there's always little quirk jobs that you do growing up, which is always like super weird. Like that you just kind of have to go through and I think it, it, it builds character. Yeah. The awkward learning stages, you know, trying to figure out this job, that job and all that stuff. I kind of got lucky because I was at Paisoni's for 13 years straight after that. But, uh, you know, I did that the whole time. But I was different restaurants, different people learning, you know, different things everywhere, working your way through the ranks, learning different parts of the job. But it's always awkward when you, you know, doing those odd jobs in the beginning. Yeah. And I want to start talking a little bit, too, about like, because I know you mentioned playing video games and stuff. Like, was this where a lot of it kind of stemmed from was like childhood playing, playing video games, playing with friends? Oh yeah, pretty much. I mean, even video games, like once, once I got online and like Call of Duty Modern Warfare, like, you know, I met a lot of people through that, even people that I knew in town that I didn't even know that, you know, did stuff that I enjoyed as well. Cause we never really communicated all of a sudden we were playing games together and then that's how you make better friendships. I'd say, um, kind of like a sport to an extent, you know, sports, you, you got that camaraderie, the team teamwork, but in a video game, you you're out there in the trenches every single time with, you know, your people and you got to communicate with each other. And it's, it's, you know, it's very similar, but when you're stuck in, in the house and you're playing video games, I mean, that's how you get out pretty much. No, that, that's, you're hitting it on the head too. And I think the hit on this point with two with video games, it's like, it's an outlet. And I, I don't think growing up, our parents necessarily saw it like that because like yeah, video games were so not. were so new um at least the like, video games that we were really playing and they didn't understand like like you kind of mentioned like this camaraderie with with video games like you really got to like feel like you're hanging with your friends yeah literally. and i think especially with like covid and stuff like we really got to see like a second wave of that too. And like, even a little bit before that with like the whole Fortnite era, yeah. like that was like a <laughs> huge, like, I mean, it's crazy to say it's like, it's even still going on now. Like the, yeah. the, the fact that a video game can have that much like time period of length. Cause like, and it's free. Yeah. They gave it out for free. Everybody played it and they were like, Oh, I'm going to meet some new people. I'm going to talk to some people. I'm going to have a great time. Then you watch streamers start doing it and you're like, wow, this is great. And it's a huge community all of a sudden. And it's just a game that literally didn't even get a chance to be out originally because the original makers and the way they made the game, they literally got laughed at, at the, at the game conventions. They've only had the save the world. If you've ever even played it, most people don't play the main game of Fortnite, but it's like a zombie game but nobody even knows it because they put out that multi, that multiplayer battle royale and you just get that thrill and then that was it everybody just took off with it pretty much i think the key too was like it was kind of like just like this different style of gaming that we've we haven't really like seen like pushed this way and like never a building game no way. yeah building the with like the hundred like people especially because like i remember like 
getting your first dub was like oh the craziest God. feeling. Like <laughs> the it was greatest. like the anxiety. Like if anyone who's a huge gamer can understand the feeling, like they probably can relate to this conversation oh, right yeah. here. But like the chills you get at the end of the game. I struggled so hard to get the first <laughs> dubs. I mean, shout out to Eric Lazito. He was the one that really got me into this game. Hell yeah. Like he was playing me this too, game. Actually. He was playing this game before I heard anyone I saw playing this game. Like, and I always give him credit for this, but it's like, it was before, like it was like the beginning. This she's like, dude, it's a free game. You could just play it, download it. I was like, this looks kind of dumb. And like I'd, I'd sit at his house and watch. I'm like, that's kind of interesting. And then I'd play with him a little bit. I would suck. I was. I'm like, I always say this about my Fortnite skills. You know who J.R. Smith is, like the basketball player? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm J.R. Smith. I'm not going to win you a game, but I'm going to hit you some shots. I'm <laughs> going to be there. I'm going to be there. I can be clutch sometimes, but like, yeah. don't rely on me. Cause yeah. like, usually it's Henny Smith showing up and it's like, my boy is breaking <laughs> shots and like, I'm missing left and right. But when we, I remember we would play and this is when like Loot Lake and stuff were there. Yeah. We'd do like sky build and stuff. Eric was so big in the sky builds. Dude, huge. Dude, it, like. And tree games. Tree games. <laughs> tree, games. <laughs> tree games. Hang out in a tree. Oh my God. Or like you could hide in the bushes back really well back then too. And like, yeah. oh my, it's like bringing back like the, even if you guys can listen to like the joy that we have talking about these memories playing video games. Right. Like, That's half of the joy we had it, playing them. Exactly. I mean, you you could also hear the rage too. Like there's a huge, <laughs> rage. Here, the controller's broken now, all this stuff. Like there's oh, so yeah. much, there's, so, there's a lot of violence with it too. I can understand. But like that part, like the memories that you make playing video games, you reference, you reference it like kind of like sports and like it is, I mean, they've created this whole like commerce part of uh, esports where it's like, huge it's now. really, it's very huge. And it's like, I mean, even think about like the 2K community, like dudes are playing like full on like career is like playing 2K legit and making money and winning in tournaments and stuff like that. So like people used to laugh at gaming and like it's become this like such like pivotal part of like society. Yeah. Entirely. I mean, think of dudes like Ninja and stuff like that who wouldn't like be anything without yeah, without video his, games, without his ability to quick scope repeatedly. I mean, he would not be he would not be even relevant in anybody now. He's a household name. He's in NFL commercials and shit. So I mean, he does pretty much you know what everybody wanted to do when we were young. We just didn't have the outlet to do it till now. Yeah, and I think that's like a a huge point to hit on. Is like we didn't we didn't know what this was going to become when we were kids. Like we were just like this is fun. Yeah, and. I think we're, I'm glad that we got to experience that before it became so competitive and so like uh, sweaty game. Yeah, everything. Stop. Oh yeah, exactly. And like, I'm glad we got to experience that because I do think about like those toxic ass COD lobbies and like some of the stuff that would be said in those lobbies that'd be fucking it built character for sure. But like <laughs> the fact that people would always go back to it too. Like there would be like it was like the free zone where people could you could just like be their friends and just say fucking stupid shit and like no one's gonna like be offended and like people are gonna actually just play video games and have fun and just be in the moment and i think that's what video games do a really good job of like i mean you have to be if you're gonna be any good you have to be present and like to be there yeah and I, i don't think enough people like truly understand that about gaming is like you have to be there like if you're like texting people or on the phone like I mean, we've all been there where like you got a girl calling you, you're on your FaceTime trying to talk to her. It's like, and the boys are like, dude, get on the game, like focus. Like, like there's this like aspect to it where you have to be focused and like any craft that you do, whether it's sports, whether it's podcasting, whether it's streaming, whatever you do, you got to be focused on this aspect. And I think that's something that you can learn in different avenues. And I think it's cool that we went down this avenue with gaming because like, and we're obviously going to get more into it as we progress with the conversation later on. But like a lot of people, this is where we, especially nowadays, this is where the formation of friends really start to, to happen. Is like you go to school with people and then you're like, Hey, you're going to hop on the game later. Like and everyone hops on the game, especially living in new England where it gets cold in the winter and shit yeah, like that. So yeah. it's like all school season. Yeah. It's, it's like part of the culture. And I think that's like, it's really cool. And like, it's going to be interesting to see where this virtual reality stuff kind of plays into a role and where this takes gaming because it's like, it's scary, but exciting for anyone that's Very involved exciting. in this stuff, but like, it'll be, it'll be really cool. And I want to start, I want to turn a little bit back towards like kind of growing up, going towards like your high school, like senior year. And like, you're starting to get towards like everyone's favorite time, like the college, everyone looks at colleges and the different paths and like 
kind of want to know like what path you chose to take and like kind of like maybe the reasons behind that and like we'll build up the kind of like how you got to where you are now. Well, um, neither one of my parents went to college, so it wasn't necessarily them like drilling it into me to go to college, go to college, go to college. It was more like, you know, do what you got to do type of thing. You know, if you got to work a lot, you work a lot. If you don't got to work a lot and you want to, you know, do school and then, you know, do your things after, you know, do what you got to do. Um, me, I chose the other route and I went to the military immediately out of high school. And then I got kicked out for having females in my barracks. So <laughs> G shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was, uh, I was, uh, I mean, I thought I was going to have a great time and that was going to be my, you know, path, but that didn't work out too well because nothing works out too well, you know, usually for me. But, um, so, I mean, once that, you know, backfired, I was like, all right, I'm just gonna aggressively, you know, do my job and just try to be the best at my job. And I really probably was at one point, anybody from Paisonis would know me at the least at the time that I was working there because I was everywhere and I did a great job. Um, but you know, then I got to the point where I was like, I don't necessarily want to do this restaurant life, you know, put my body on the line all the time type of thing. Let me, you know, do something else, pick a different route. Um, so I tried to get this sales job, which is similar. Well, the opposite side of the restaurant because it's a sales job to restaurants. So um, it was a, a fairly easy transition to an extent because um, I had already been, you know, ordering food for the restaurants and doing all that stuff for so long that it just came naturally to me, you know, in general. And the job went really well for quite some time. Um, but then, you know, more setbacks in life per usual. Um, and, you know, I had to do a couple odd jobs till then. And now I'm trying to get back into the sales job. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit and obviously whatever you're comfortable with sharing or two about this military experience, because like I went through something kind of similar where I went, I was going to go into the Navy, went to training and stuff like that. I was out because of medical stuff. So it's oh, some different comparisons, but like the experience of being separated and then being removed from the military, um, coming back, I don't really, I've never really talked about this in the podcast. So this is kind of like a unique experience to talk about and we could probably relate yeah. to this. Um it's, it's this weird feeling of like feeling like you're letting people down yeah. when I came back. And uh, I don't know if you could relate to that experience and if you want to go into it a little bit, but like kind of like that feeling, it kind of relates to like the mental health stuff. And like some of my lowest moments were when I had to come back and face, like face my Life. family, face my friends, face the fact that like I have to figure it. I thought I was going to be in the military and now that's gone. I have to figure out my entire life when I thought I had it figured out. So I'm curious to know if you had a, like a similar experience to that. Oh, definitely. I mean, I had full intentions of being there for life for the 20 years or, you know, even longer if they let me. But, um, you know, obviously everybody before you leave, they're like, oh, I can't believe you're going to go. You know, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm, you know, so happy for you or, you know, I'm scared for you. Whatever they feel, you know, don't go out there, do anything crazy type of stuff, you know, but when I went to boot camp, I had the time of my life. Like that was, that was an incredible time. And then I got out of boot camp and I was, you know, doing my schooling and I had a great time. I loved the military. I loved, I was in the Navy. I loved the Navy. It was incredible, you know, being there, but you know, I made some mistakes. So then coming back, I mean, I took a bus from Meridian, Mississippi for 36 hours to Providence. So, and that was just like the most like mind boggling trip ever because you're like i can't even believe that my life just changed so drastically and now i'm sitting 36 hours i didn't even have a beard before i left on that trip and i got a beard when i got back like that's how much thinking and stress i was going through thinking like damn i just screwed up my entire life uh, not necessarily again i guess i didn't screw up my life yet no, you're talking about in yeah. the moment, though. Yeah, in the moment, I'm like, I cannot believe I screwed up my life. I'm like, I, I, you know, this was my whole plan. Now my plan's out the window. I can't even believe this was like a thing. I was not expecting this whatsoever. I mean, I was ready. I did, you know, the working out. I got yelled at. I did all the stuff that they wanted me to do. I did one thing wrong. And, you know, that's usually how it goes. Females tend to, uh, you know, do that to you. But, um, you know, it was, it was a great time, but then to come back, it was just like, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, I'm really sorry for you, really sorry for you. And you just feel like absolutely destroyed. And you're like, I don't even know what to do. I think I literally sat at my house for like a week. I didn't do anything for the whole week. I just sat there and I was like, I can't even believe I did that. I can relate to that a lot. I mean, I don't, I never really talk about it. It's one of those things that like, I like it's, I've talked about in therapy, but like, 
it was something that I suppressed for a long time was like coming back and I didn't, I never completed the boot camp. Like I didn't get past a certain part with like, they did some tests and I got sent back and they gave me the option. It was like, go to a doctor, figure it out. And if you want to come back, you could. And I was kind of like, I was just so fucking all over the place. I was like, sure. dude, like what the fuck? Like my whole life plan was like to do this, but like life has a, a mysterious way of working out. And it was like a, it's, it's what's they say. It's, um, it's a redirection. It's not like, it's not the end of the road. It's just a redirection. Yeah. And, but in that moment, man, like everything that you said, I, I, I felt like, uh, I remember, I think I was in, I was still in, I think of Chicago where the, the boot camp was yeah. and getting Great back. Lakes. Yeah. And then you're getting sent back, getting on the plane ride. Like I was happy to come back. But like at the same time, it was like the fact that I have to go face everybody again after like I did all the goodbyes, did all that stuff. And I'm like, I have to do this, come back and do like do this life stuff now. And I'm like, it was just like, like I probably spent like a, like same, same, like a week, probably just like mulling over my life. Like at the time it was like, a, I was having relationship issues because obviously I was supposed to be away and come yeah, back. Like yeah. I wasn't going to go to school. Like I didn't know what I was going to do. Like, and I, I go, you go start doing jobs. Like I worked at stop and shop. I worked, I did two jobs. I worked at stop and shop. And then I worked, uh, my dad works at Baller hospital. So I did some security stuff there for a little bit too. So I'm doing two jobs at once trying to figure out my life. And it was such a weird time. Like it's like, like fog almost. Yeah. It, it's like, remember it like now. Cause it's just so like <laughs> disheartening. Like you just so confused. It's, it's really trauma. What we don't acknowledge a lot of like as men too, we don't really talk about yeah. our traumas and like, never, this is something that's like, maybe this is a traumatic experience that we're able to bond over. And this is something that I didn't even know, to be honest, so that we share this. So it's like, it's yeah, nice. I had, no, I had no idea. And this is why I like doing this podcast is like able to like share these moments and like, relate because like obviously like i know you've played sports with you we've hung around but like to have intimate conversations about like your life and my life and like where we could actually relate on something that's trauma related and be able to talk about it openly on a podcast like this is what i envisioned i would hope that this podcast would become and i'm glad that we're able to relate like this because like most people who are listening you guys probably don't know what we're talking about or like the, like yeah, the, or you could even imagine the feeling yeah like and like some of the military guys who might listen if they're in the military or been in the military can probably understand to a certain extent of like because like when you i used to see people leave and how devastated they would be because like you trained for this like you yep. worked so hard to get here and then to have it removed it's like what the fuck? Like it, even watching people get kicked out in boot camp was tough. Like I mean, I watched a few buddies that just they had to go. A couple of kids with like some mental problems. A couple of kids with. I remember one kid. You ever heard of Asmode back in boot camp? So Asmode. like, if you did if you did anything like kind of wrong, like let's say you were in week six of your training and you did something wrong, they'd kick you back a week. So you'd have to go. Oh to yeah, week five. yeah, I heard some guys like that. Yeah, but if nobody went if if like no class was coming up that had a week five you'd have to wait in the medical ward for like weeks sometimes i know one kid his appendix burst while he was in a, a pi like a personnel inspection mm -hmm. his appendix burst and he he ran you know just stayed there for the thing uh for the inspection and then they took him down to the medical and he was so hurt he ended up waiting like six or seven months for for a class for him to get healthy and for a class to catch up to the week that he was in so he came into ours and he was like this is this is horrible like that he spent eight months in boot camp like you're only supposed to do it for two months i think yeah. we did it in like in nine weeks i think he spent eight months there doing all that stuff and it's it's tough to watch for some people you know yeah it's it's a it's a really unique experience and i'm glad that i was able to experience parts of it like, especially like going through the goodbyes, like going there, showing up there, like those like 24 or something hours that you're up nonstop, like you get your head shaved, all this shit, like yep. them yelling at you, go here, go here, go here, like sending your clothes home. It was just such, it was weird. Like it was so weird. And like, it felt like a fever dream for, because I wasn't there that long. It really felt like a fever dream. And like, I'm so glad that things worked out the way they did because I'm in a great position now. But like, it took a while to put everything back together, put the pieces of my life and figure out how to rebuild this. Cause like, and I'm still trying to figure this out. Like, like there's parts of me that like, 
for even like emotionally that I'm still trying to put, put together because of those things that have happened back then. And they all stemmed from that experience. And like, not enough people talk about that, that experience of leaving high school. And like, I've, I've gotten a few people to talk about it, even going to college, like that it's like somewhat of a traumatic experience because like, if you come from like a good family and a good like community and stuff to like, and you have good friends and good relationships here to separate and move away and just be surrounded by people you don't know. Brand new people. It's a traumatic experience. And like some people aren't, I hate saying it like this, but aren't built for that. Definitely not. There's and quite a few people that aren't built for that. Yeah. And I, at first I was not like, I'll be, I'm one of those people that will be open and honest. Like I was not built for it at first. Like I, I didn't know I was kind of sheltered. I grew up in like a pretty tight knit family, tight knit community. My friends are super close and like, that experience opened me up a lot and I'm glad that it did because it, it turned me down paths that I never would have otherwise looked down. So it, I mean, it, we wouldn't probably be doing this if all that works out in favor. So Literally, like, you never know how life would have been. I think about it all the time. Every day I wake up, I'm like, you know, life would be drastically different if that this, this, and this didn't happen. And I'm just, I keep doing different things and hoping that it's going to, you know, work out for me but who knows what would have happened differently and i'm not saying in a positive or a negative way it could have been horrible i know exactly yeah i know exactly what you mean by that. <laughs> it could have been the worst time of my life and i don't i didn't even know it you know yeah maybe, maybe it was a benefit that i got out maybe i could have been somewhere crazy doing something crazy that i didn't want to do no i totally agree with that changing the camera for us no. sorry for the audio listeners but that people like would might hear that and like might think it's like you saying, Oh, I wish it was like that. But it's like, no, like it's just like, it's, it's as someone who's, I'm a heavy thinker. So like to ponder of what could be when you've gone through something like that, that literally is a career altering thing. So like we both could literally be doing something completely different in different countries different right countries, now. That's the craziest thing. Cities, States, anywhere, anywhere. And like to be back on the, the trajectory that we're on and trying to figure out, where we are in this space, especially as content creators, trying to, to pay like path, pave the path. Pave the path. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. No worries. Um, as someone who talks a lot, I think I'd get that right. But it's a tough one. No, yeah. Really but to, to do that and like figure out our own lane and our own niche, like it's not fucking easy. Like it's not the easiest thing in the world to kind of navigate this space and trying to carve out your own niche. So I'm interested to know kind of like, Obviously, you mentioned you came back, you did the odd jobs, especially doing the, we mentioned this a little bit off podcast too, kind of like being, like doing those different jobs and just being an adult, like kind of like talk about that experience where like you come to, some people just don't understand, you have to just do stuff to make money at a certain point. So I kind of talk, talk to me a little bit about like your mental health too, a little bit about that point, like doing different jobs, trying to figure out your life and you're obviously you're still in this process like you're getting back to where you want yeah, to get literally. to so i'm kind of catching you in a unique period so like kind of like even up to this point i guess kind of like your current state of like going through all this different journey to get where you are right now i mean it, it's tough like i said i mean i was working you know doing what i thought i was going to do forever for quite some time and then you know changed my mind after some realizations and then did something different and then it worked out for quite some time and then didn't work out. And, you know, sometimes you got to just do what you got to do to pay bills. It's, it sucks big time when you're trying to make a career and then the career doesn't work out, but you can't just give up and like, you know, you know, move on, especially, you know, and then that was right before the pandemic too. So it was even tougher to try to like move on. Cause you're like, you know, I was, I was out of work in let's say September, March, March was pandemic and it was just, you know, everything shut down. So it's like anything I was looking for or, or was trying to do, even the job itself that I was doing, if I was there during pandemic, it would be tough. And then, you know, you're at home and, you know, I decided to get a girlfriend right before that. Great, you know, great thinking because, you know, then I had, a, then I had a girlfriend. So I guess that kind of helped though. You know, I probably would have been, you know, deep into my own head if I didn't have a girlfriend to take care of and, you know, and, you know, live with and, you know, love. But, um, if, you know, I, I could have been, it could have been different, but you know, you got to do what you got to do to make money, pay your bills, you know, keep, keep food on the table pretty much. You know, even if you're living at home, you still gotta, you still gotta pay your bills. You still gotta figure out something you ha you need money. It's not like you, it's not like you have a plethora of money after your job and you're just like, Oh, I don't need any more money. You're always going to need more money. You're always going to have more things you need in general. I mean, just to live. That's the crazy part. 
you need money just to live, not to, you know, go buy the latest phone or, you know, buy yourself a nice computer or video games or whatever. It's like just to live, you know, you got to eat food, you got to you have new clothes or clean clothes at least, you know, you, you got to take care of yourself and you need money. That's the society we live in. But, you know, to, to get smacked in the face repeatedly when you're trying to, you know, make it in life and then you're like, you know, you just keep getting slapped. How do you get back up? You just kind of, you know, you kind of have to, you just get up and, you know, try to put your best foot forward. Like they say, you know, it's the saying, but that's the truth. You, you gotta go. You, you can't just stop walking because you fell. You have to keep going. No, you hit that on the, on the fucking head. Like a lot of people get distraught when they, they hit these road bumps or get slapped by life. And like, they want to just quit altogether. And like, I'm big on like self-care days and like taking mental health days. And like, people will push against that and say that's weak. But like, I think it's knowing yourself to a certain extent, like, because just like the body can get sick, the mind can get sick. So if you're not taking care of your, your mind, it's like you do with your body, you're fucking yourself. And like you mentioned, the unfortunate part about the society we live in, you need money to survive. That's the truth. And what we don't talk about when it's in pursuit of things that we love doing versus what we have to do, it's a uncomfortable conversation that we don't like to talk about because people want to just be innately happy, but that's not life. Life is unfair. Life is unjust. Life is not always happy. If life was always happy, we probably wouldn't have half the inventions that we do. Like a lot of it comes from pain and struggle and trying to be better. Like if you're always happy and content, Nothing would really probably get done. Like things would probably be very stagnant in life. And like people would probably get bored. Think about how people get bored so fast when they have so many luxuries in their life and they just want the next best thing. You wouldn't even know what happy is in reality. Cause if everything was always good and fine and dandy, then you'd never have something to compare it to, to be happy about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's a, that's fucking true. That's the fucking truth. Like, like I, it's always like the beauty with like pain and like sadness. Like I always find it like nice in a way, it's like weird to say that to like go through things like heartbreak or like sadness or like when like a family member passes or something like that to feel that pain. Because to me, it always reminds me that if I'm able to feel something this painful, that I cared for it that much, that I was able to care for something like that. It means it made you happy. Exactly. It made you actually feel, you know, great about it so that when you lost it, you you felt that terrible about it. Yeah. And I think that's like part of the human experience that we're, we're currently living. Obviously, whatever people believe in spiritually, you can believe in, but obviously there must be some place that we all collectively probably go to. And like, we're all sharing the human experience together. And what's part of this experience is to experience all emotions. And I think it's healthy, but obviously it could border danger where you, some people will lean into certain emotions way more than others. Like some people can be extremely depressed. Some people can be extreme, extremely angry. Some people can be extremely greedy. Like there's certain aspects of emotions that we could feel that can be negative. But if you look at them always through a negative lens, you're going to have a negative life. So, and this is, I think, part of the maturation process when we go through experiences like we've gone through is, and like you mentioned, you get knocked down. You have to self-motivate to get back up. You have to. It's the truth. Like no one's going to do this for you. No one. There's no chance. Even if your parents are supporting you, you're still going to have to get yourself up and do your thing. There's no chance that you're going to survive in the world without doing your thing for you. Even if, you know, you might have like a rich boyfriend, rich girlfriend, whatever, you still have to do something for yourself regardless, because eventually you're going to be dead weight and nobody's going to want to carry that forever. So you got to take care of yourself. That's the truth. No one's going to like, I harp on that. Like it's something that like I, I self-talk to myself, like pretty much all the time is like, you have to do it for yourself. No one else is going to do it for you. No one's going to feel sorry for you. If you don't do it, no one's going to be like, Oh, it's okay. Like you'll get it. No one's going to do that. If you got someone that can do that for you. Great. But they're not going to do that forever. Yeah. yeah. They're not going to do that forever. No one feels sorry for you for, forever. Like at a certain point, cause like we all have our own shit. And like, I, I don't compare traumas to traumas cause it doesn't do anything for anyone, yeah, no, but like none of them really match up either. They never, because like my experiences are, are my experiences and you'll never truly experience, know my experiences and how they feel to me. And I like, just like how I'll never know your experiences and how they feel to you because we live different lives. And like, 
that is something that always kind of bugs me when people talk about whether it's like relationships or job changes or family passings. Like, oh, I got over it in this amount of time. Why are you still upset about that person? Or why are you still upset about that thing that happened? Like, how are you going to dictate how someone else feels about something? Like, you don't know what their life experiences are. Cause like, I'm a believer that especially mental health illnesses and like physical, just as like physical um, things can be passed through genetics. I think mental stuff can be passed through genetics. So you never know what people are predisposed to. So it's like, it's an interesting walk that we do in society when we talk about different experiences and pain. And I'm glad that we were able to, to reach that level, especially with the military experience walking through that because I've never been able to talk to someone about that in the way that we were able to right. and to do it on a podcast. Like, <laughs> that's kind of, it's unique. Obviously there's like, I'm not like going so into a lot of the detail, but I probably like we do off podcast, but like that was pretty spot on. Um, I kind of now want to turn into like what I've been looking forward to is how you got into Twitch streaming. Like what led you to this point to like from just playing video games to like, I'm going to try doing this. I'm going to try streaming now. Literally. So, I mean, I was, Talking to a few buddies when I was, you know, they're constantly like, oh, let's hang out, let's hang out. I'm like, ah, I'm playing this, I'm playing that. And they're like, you play kind of a lot of video games. I'm like, well, you know, it's kind of like what I thoroughly enjoy. Like, I'd much rather play video games on a Friday night or a Saturday night, you know, play with the boys on, you know, whatever game, you know, for the time, rather than go out to a bar or a club. I mean, granted, I've done it all. I've been to clubs, bars, you know, whatever places you could imagine. I've probably been there before. Um, but, you know... I enjoy it. Sure. I'll enjoy a night out. I enjoy going out with friends, family, you know, cousins, everybody. Um, but you know, I thoroughly enjoy playing my games. I like, I like the mental stimulation of the, you know, trying to get the hand-eye coordination down, trying to get better at whatever it is. If it's Rocket League, if it's Valorant, you know, whatever game. So, uh, you know, that was just natural for me. So my buddies were like, you know, you should probably try, you know, streaming if you're going to, if you're going to be playing like that, you might as well. So I was like, you know, I'll give it a shot. So I started with my PlayStation and I was like, you know, I got to get better. I got to get, you know, good at this. So I, you know, I got myself a PC, I got all the equipment, the camera, all the, all the stuff. And, you know, I just, I enjoy it. I enjoy playing games and talking to a community of new people, basically, you know, because they're also people that enjoy the same things as me rather than trying to, you know, go to a group of people or go to a bar and try to relate with something that you might never relate on. The only thing you can relate on is alcohol. That's kind of tough. So, I mean, it's, it's better, it's better when you, you know, get into, you know, a community of people that do the same things that you do or could learn from you, or at least, you know, might enjoy your company in general. Cause you know, a lot of the people that I see, you know, on, on, on Twitch or on, you know, these, these apps in general, you know, streaming services, you know, they're looking for an escape too. you know, they might have stuff going on at home and they're just trying to watch something, you know, funny or something different. And, you know, it, you can give them that basically because, you know, you're doing something that you're already doing and you can relate to these people. And if they want to come in and vent about their day on your stream, I mean, it, I'll, I'll talk to you the whole time. I mean, obviously I'm playing a game as well, so it's kind of tough to do both, but you know, who cares about the game? I'll talk to my, you know, talk to my people. I'd rather talk to my people anyways. I play the game every day. Who cares? You know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's competitive. I don't want to ruin my rank, this, that. I don't really care. I'd, I'd rather, you know, talk talk to people that, you know, either want to be talked to or I get a lot of my buddies in there too. They like to talk and bullshit. And then if you want to play games with me too, you can add me, we can play, you know, you can do whatever. You can tell people about my stream or do whatever you want, really. I just... I'm trying to put together a nice community of people that enjoy, you know, what I enjoy pretty much. I think that's perfect, man. I, like, I think you hit it right home on the head with like that ending, ending word community. And when I look at this podcast, that's exactly kind of what I'm trying to do is like creative community or network, however you want to word it of people who share like-minded things in the sense of like trying to pursue things a little bit bigger than themselves. Because Maybe it's cliche, but I look at things kind of like legacy, like maybe like a Game of Thrones thing. Like it's like, I I just love Game of Thrones, but the legacy aspect of like leaving behind something worth, something of worth of value, like impacting the people that you talk to on a daily basis. And I think with social media and like the internet, we're able to reach so many more people than we've ever been before. And it'd almost be a disservice to not try to like make an impact in a positive way. And you could do that in a variety of ways. And we've seen that through the internet and like 
one of the examples is to Twitch stream and play video games. Like, yeah. like you kind of just said right there too. It's not always even about playing the game. It's like there could be someone in your chat that just like happy to see you playing a game, happy to see you like on the screen doing something. And like the fact that you Literally. acknowledge them could be the highlight of their day. Literally. Cause like you don't, like you mentioned, like you don't know what that person's going through, even just your viewer. Yeah. Like they could be having the shittiest day and they're like, oh, I wonder who this person is streaming. And they hop in and like you could be creating a relationship right there. Like you could be gaming with them in the future. And like we kind of talked a little bit about that. And I'll let you kind of like kind of dive into that too about who ends up supporting you when you start doing this stuff. Yeah. Literally your biggest supporters are always going to be strangers, people that you've never met that just meet you for the first time and they're seeing you and they're like, you know, I kind of like, you know, where you're from in general, like, you know, your, your mentality. I mean, I, I meet people from all over the world. I got, you know, friends from Albania. I got friends from, you know, the UK. I got friends from all over the world that I would have never met if I didn't do any of this, you know, never played video games and never Twitch streamed. I'd never meet any of these people. I had a friend when I was playing ARK for a while he was my friend for like three years straight, four years straight. He's from the UK. I've never met him in real life ever, but we had a great, great connection until, you know, some arc things happened. But, you know, when crazy things happen in video games, you never know, especially on a game that requires so much of your life. But, um, but you know, you just have all these people that, you know, might just have a good time with you. They want to have a good time with you. They see you having a good time. You They'll have the good time with you. Yeah, and I think that's like, one of the cool things about like content creating that I've realized too, is like, I'm really big into TikTok. I, I use that app a lot. Um, as my viewers know, it's more relationship content on there, but like, yeah, I don't use it enough at all. Yeah. I would definitely say as someone, I mean, you could use reels at this point. Like if you hammered a reels, like on, on Instagram, you're just, you probably, you're good. But, I can't even tell the difference at this point. TikTok and reels. I, I literally scroll through. It feels the same to me. It's mostly, I, I mean, I, I literally take my TikToks and I bring them to Instagram for the podcast. I don't change any content wise. Yes. Yeah, so um, I post it on TikTok and then it immediately puts, puts on Instagram. I could even do it to Facebook and it's all the same stuff. Yeah. Same thing. It's uh, Facebook reels too. Like, I mean, Facebook and Instagram. It's the same company, same so it's company. like, yeah, it's like Met, Facebook. Meta. Yeah, I look at it's more for the older people. Sorry. Yeah. But, <laughs> sorry, everybody on Facebook. Yeah, but like, definitely, I would encourage TikTok. I think it's one of the, it's it is the best social media app that is out right now. Like, definitely, I'm not just saying that because I like it. Like, it has the best algorithm. Yeah, best algorithm. It's ranked the highest. It's where people go the most for the most news. Like, it's got the young, the youth that are more invested in that app, and like. Unfortunately, for a lot of you millennials that don't like TikTok, we're not the youth anymore. So it's going to go to where the people or the young people have the most attention directed towards, which is TikTok. So got to keep up with the times. That's it's the truth, especially as someone who creates content. Like you can probably relate to this too. It's like you have to somewhat stay current on the stuff. Like you got to be up to date. You got to know like more, it's more maybe social media stuff, but like trends and stuff like that. Like you have to know this shit. Like even like, as a podcaster topic wise, like if there's like a, a really a major event that like for me, maybe that crosses over into mental health. Like I got to somewhat talk about that at a certain point. Like Definitely. there's like an obligation to the craft itself to like, to represent. And like, maybe you could relate to that too. Is like, if there's like a, maybe there could be some Twitch streamer drama. I don't, I don't know. I'm just kind of like talking on my ass. Yeah. But like, quite a bit sometimes to like, to, to bring it up and like even talk about maybe Maybe you talk about that too. with like, people you play with as you're playing. Like, I don't even know about the conversations necessarily, but like, I'm just kind of like giving examples, but like you have to be up to date on stuff and you have to be willing to do it. Um, kind of walk me a little bit through about the process of becoming a Twitch streamer. Kind of like, I know we talked a little bit about off air, but like for the people who don't know, what, yeah. what is that process kind of like? Well, I mean, when you first start Twitch streaming, you know, you make an account, you can stream all day. I mean, you can literally stream all day, 24 hours a day if you want. Um, the real task, though, is getting viewers and followers. So you it, to become affiliated and, you know, actually start monetizing your, your craft, you need to get at least 50 followers and average three viewers throughout your podcast. I mean, throughout your stream, sorry, <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> Basically same thing because, yeah. I mean, if you look at Twitch right now, the biggest category is just chatting and that's literally basically a podcast but live. So, I mean, 
you could do either or. I'm thinking about doing both, to be honest. Not like podcasting, but doing, no, doing I'm, the just chatting. I mean, to be honest, I'm trying. I'm thinking about getting into that space too myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the just chatting section is huge. A lot of people, a lot of people do that. All the big streamers, they do just chatting. You know, if you want to build a community, just chatting is the way to go because it's literally podcasting but you're also talking to your community at the same time so instead of you know putting content together and then putting it out and then answering comments you literally are right there talking to them directly i mean it's tough though because obviously you know you have to directly interact and the bigger you get the harder it is to interact with everybody so that's tough but um a lot of people they make the mistake of streaming a real lot right away like like they're like oh if i just stream all day every day i'll get a bunch of viewers i'll get a bunch of followers and i did the same thing and it does not work like that at all because the the way the twitch algorithm works is you kind of have to have viewers to be viewed by other viewers so you know people go like like we said off off air um they go for the big games like i mean i play valorant i you know, play some of the bigger games, but they're tough to play because as a Twitch streamer, you're not going to get, you know, if, if Ninja's playing Fortnite, there's no chance that you're going to get random viewers, at least not a lot of them, you know, watching you play Fortnite when they see the best of the best playing Fortnite. So it's tough. You have to literally build your community to be people that want to hear you speak, basically hear you speak or you know at least you know enjoy watching you screw up the game a lot because that's pretty much what i do but uh you know people that enjoy you know that experience with you are are gonna roll with you and it's gonna be strangers always it's it's not like i mean i have friends that definitely you know helped me out big time especially like in the beginning trying to get viewers and whatnot um and you know they come back every day anyways but you know they like to bullshit and then we play together you know and have a great time but like I have a friend North Dakota, North from North Dakota, and I play with him every single day. I've known him for five years now, and he he streams as well. So we watch each other's streams, we bullshit, you know, we have we have a great time. Um, but that's that's pretty much how it goes on Twitch. You kind of have to build your community rather than trying to play with. It's like you know. Valorant's a huge game. It's only on PC. A lot of people watch it, but it's usually big people with like 93,000, 120,000 people watching them. And then you got the people at the bottom, like myself, with just a, you know, a few viewers, and you got you to gotta hope that people are scrolling all the way down a page. So instead, you go play a game with only 7,000 viewers total, and then you, know, you can get some people that will actually be like there to see you type of thing, rather than, oh, I want to go watch somebody play really well at this game. Because not every everybody can play the game well. Not everybody's going to be the best. There's no chance. There's only the best that plays the best. Right now, there's a Valorant tournament. All of those players are the best in the world. I'm I'm probably not going to be that good ever. I mean, that is the hardest game I've ever played. Um, it's a you know point and click. You got to stand still to make the shots. It's it's very very difficult. But the best of the best, they're playing that. So if I'm going to try to make my content, I have to just make decent you know decent content that people are actually going to want to you know come see me rather than come see how good i am at valorant because that's not going to happen i mean sometimes i'm decent but i've (laughs) I've had some clutch games but other than that you know you got to have you know you got to have your community pretty much yeah i think that's like important to hit for people who might be interested in in streaming because they see it they hear about it like oh like i'm really want to try this and it's like it's a grind like oh serious grind any type of content period it's a grind like i remember thinking when i first started this podcast i'm gonna gonna get a thousand followers on instagram let's just gonna like blow up like that no that's not how that works like like realistically the people in your life don't give a shit. They don't. Like, they'll support you, but most likely they're not going to show up. And like, They might give you a follow. Yeah, they might. They might. Might. They might. might. So, like, if you're going to do something, one, I think Miles said it best last week on my last episode, like, learn from people who, who are better than you. Like, ask questions. Study people who are better than you. Like, so, sure. like, if you're a streamer, watch good streamers. If you're a podcaster, watch good podcasters. Reach out to people who also are in your community and, like, work with them and, like, build that that base. Because, and I've even seen this in TikTok, like, with my core following, those people rock with me to the core. Like, there's probably, like, a group of maybe, like, 100 to, like, I'll say, like, 200 people that, like, I follow that are, like, some I know, but some are strangers they rock with my content period. Like I thought my account was gone. I made another account. 
and they all followed that account and followed me there. And like, yeah, like back up. That's what I'm saying. So like now I have a spam account and I have like my main account. And like the fact that like people rock with me like that, people comment and like, well, if I went live, if I went live right now, a lot of people that I used to go live and would come into the lives, like I would hold like, it would depend on it. Cause like TikTok's probably the hardest place to hold live viewers because like it's obviously it's an app made for scrolling. Yeah. Yeah. But for someone who's not that big on that app, I could hold probably anywhere from five to 10 people in a live for like an hour. And like, it's not bad. It's constantly going in. So like I've had lives that got up to close to like 50 people and like people are, and TikTok, I'm just talking. I was literally yeah. just talking about stuff yep. and that people wanted to be a part of that. So like that made me, that's why I've thought about getting into the chatting version of kind of Twitch and like going down that route and like out streaming on TikTok, going live on TikTok while streaming as well, putting the link in the bio, being like, Hey, go check me out on Twitch. Yeah. You can so simulcast. That's what I'm thinking is like, I might eventually as this podcast progresses and I look towards my own future, kind of mentioned some of the details off podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. as that, progresses and I go to different places and kind of move on with my life. That is something that I, I do see for myself and like trying to like go down the path. And especially if I know that you're doing it, there's definitely a chance for collabs there. And like, we'll definitely have to like explore that, those possibilities too, as we progress with that, we are getting towards like the, the end of the podcast. Um, I do have one more question for you, but is there anything that you wanted to say or any like closing statements that you want to say not tied to like that last question that I have for you? Uh, I mean, not anything specifically. Okay, cool. So I will give you the last question. What would your advice be to someone who wants to pursue their passion? If you actually truly have a passion, actually truly, don't say, oh, I kind of like that. I kind of like this. I kind of like that. If it's your actual passion and you want to do it, you have to... Do everything you can to make it a reality. Like as far as streaming for me, I was like, I love playing video games. I I am very passionate about it. And I, you know, I love talking to people in general. I mean, to an extent, I love talking to people, most people. But, um, you know, you, you have to you have to be willing to give it your all. Do do everything you can in your power to make that a reality instead of just, you know, being like, oh, maybe it'll work or, you know, I'll give it a little bit of effort. You have to really give it your all and and put yourself out there and don't be afraid to make mistakes and, you know, fail. You can fail every day. It doesn't matter. Tomorrow's another day. Keep, keep, keep going. You cannot stop if you want that to be what you want. You know, if that's your passion and you want to go for it, you have to go for it. Perfect. Danny, really appreciate you coming on this podcast and no problem, sharing your story and talking about streaming. For you guys, please check out his his channel. I'll be tagging his Instagram and I'm assuming you have the link too in your Instagram, right? Yeah, and I'll yeah, I'll give you like a logo too and shit. Yeah, so I'll I'll have all the stuff so we could direct you guys to his content as well. So again, Definitely appreciate you for being out. on this podcast. <laughs> Thanks. No problem. Glad to be here. For you guys, if you guys like the podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends, share with your family, share with your grandma. Check it out at thecarolconnection.simplecast.com. Also available Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the major listening platforms. Check it out on YouTube as well if you like to watch your podcast. So until next time, guys, peace. Peace.